Roadshow episode number 309. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me in Las Vegas, but not with me. We're doing the virtual way today. We're, we're split apart. I am stuck here at, uh, at my house on the outskirts of Las Vegas as Cold Coffee would like to paint it out where, where the, what the coyotes are and the zombies are, are coming. Zombies. Where the, where the aliens are first going to lay down and <laughs> land and... See, it'll be you that notifies me that the apocalypse is coming because it's going to hit your house out in the boonies first. I love it. I love um, it. I'm literally 15 minutes let, from the Las Vegas Strip, and you, it's like it's like I live out in the middle of the desert somewhere. Which is which is good though, because if somebody on the flip side of that, why you want to be out in the boonies is that um, let me just let me just bring the the doom. Let me bring the doom. I should, <laughs> I should lower the base. Should anybody ever do something like a biological weapon or something in the center of Vegas? It's going to hit me first, Ooh. and then I could call you and say, hey, stay out there. Stay out That's there. That's a good point. There's going to be zombies in the center. <laughs> That's a good – I mean, dude, you're living in, like, the shadow of the stratosphere. I got to imagine, I mean, if there's if there's a, you know, a, a biological weapon of mass destruction, I mean, that's got to be their I'm target, done right? For. That's their target. I am done for. <laughs> yeah, the strip. I would say, that, like, yeah, especially, like, the, the stratosphere because any, any sort of thing, it's so visual – but it's just so centrally centrally located. I think, well, not that I think about that all the time because I joke about it. And I'm like, you know, I love being central. I love being close to the freeway. I love being close to, uh, you know, well, you're close to the airport too, due to the freeways or whatever. Right. But like being sort of central, I like being close to things. But then I was joking. I'll talk to my mom. I'm like, but you know, mom, should shit ever pop off in Vegas, I'm done. I'm <laughs> done. I'm right here in the middle. Like, shit will hit my house soon. The palatial grounds um, of the Casa de Cold Coffee will be no defense. None. None. But, oh, well. Meanwhile, I live in oh, a, well. I live in a subdivision. I mean, I'm sure people think I just live in the country or something with the way you pointed <laughs> out. Like, I, I live in like it's, a... It's so far. <laughs> like, yours... It's like when the when the planes have reached their, 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 their utmost altitude... That's when they pass over your house. <laughs> I will give you that one. That's true. Actually, it's just as no, it's not. Just They're nowhere near it. <laughs> They're nowhere because usually I don't know. Sometimes they'll do that. Like uh, they, uh, I'm not even sure what they call the move, but they'll they'll take off and then they sort of rotate around as they're sort of going up and up. I believe like that's called turning. That move. Turning, I believe they call it. Yeah, but, <laughs> but you know, because sometimes they'll turn and then they just go up, but every once in a while they'll do that move where they sort of circle back around over Vegas as they're going spiraling yeah, yeah. sort of higher. I'm not sure what makes them do that because you would think like you just take off and you just go in that direction, but I don't know if maybe I never to- that's just how I never told you my story of- before I lived here about having to circle the valley and the pilot came on and explained that when it gets to a certain temperature, the air is so thin that they can't climb to get over the mountains. And I was like, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. I was like, why are you telling maybe me that's this? What it was. Like, I had no idea that there was a temperature at which planes cannot climb normally. So they have to like circle the valley in order to get enough altitude to get over the mountains. That actually happened to me one time. Ah. crazy and here i was just thinking they were just rotating around so they can make like a, a sharp left turn or something so it could it could have been something along those lines because every once in a while they'll do it and i'm like why are we doing this i'm like let's just go let's just go but it makes sense that there's a reason taking the but, scenic route taking the scenic route yeah because i was thinking about that and we'll get to the show eventually guys i promise 
because you know since we do talk about traveling because recently they had that plane that was going to go over to hawaii and shit broke off right from the get-go oh, yeah, um, yeah, where the parts and, and landed and into the neighborhoods yes. yes so that's when you know every time i think about that airport any airport being in the middle of the city there's a risk of something like that oh, yeah. happening so you know, uh, every time, you know, when I'll, I'll take off, I'm, you know, granted you want the plane to stick together, but I, I think every, I think everyone's one. Cause my head's just like, whatever. I'm like, man, if something would fall off, somebody would get hurt oh. <laughs> down below. Cause it's, it's right in the middle of town. Yeah, true. Like uh, it's just right in the middle. Plane stuff, fly- but you're out in the middle of nowhere. Well, planes fly. You would be safe. No, no, no. Planes fly directly <laughs> over my house. Sometimes <laughs> I actually like sometimes when I'm, when we're taking off and we leave towards the Southwest on the, on the exit, I'll kind of look out the window and see if I can find my house down there below but never have i thought oh. yeah never have i thought hey something could fly off this plane and land on my house i'm always just like hey there's my family down there hope they're doing okay <laughs> our minds work completely different <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true well i'm i am very into the whole zombie apocalypse so maybe there maybe there's something into that i dig it that's from hanging out with fiasco too long or it could just be this delicious Squatters Craft Beers Hop Rising Tropical Double IPA already at work. So fancy. So fancy. Craft beer guy. Meanwhile, I'm over here with just a ice cold Kurs light, you know, just basic, you know. <laughs> is, that, is that K? K? How do you spell it? K U H R S? That's that's my, you know, when we're together, I always go with the uh, award winning Pass Blue Ribbon, but sometimes when I'm just oh, home yes. by myself. I'll just kick it over to the Coors Light. Just. Nice and easy, goes down smooth. That's that's your go-to. When I first met you, that's what you drank. Yeah, plus, Whenever we would uh, go out and do whatever, you're like, ah, give me a picture of Coors Light. And I was like, oh, damn it, let's not do a picture. <laughs> but eventually we won you over to the dark side. Eventually you figured out I was just ordering the picture for myself, and you could still get whatever you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, what? True enough. I was like, I didn't mean for you to split this, but I guess if you're with me, I'll, I'll go ahead and give you some yeah. of it. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, listen. All right, let's get to the show. Let's get to some <laughs> MMA. Uh, okay. Uh, I, before we get into kind of the the event that we're covering this week, that I wanted to talk about, I did have to mention kind of a crazy day. First of all, the reason we're not together, although it is kind of a, a benefit because we're taking strides towards being able to to have video to maybe live stream the show. I don't know how many people really want to see us, you know, drinking frosty beverages and talking MMA, but we're getting really close to the ability to be able to do it. Uh, so, so that's good, but we've had a little, uh, a little juggling going on over at MMA Junkie, a little, a little bit of staffing change, a little bit of structure changes, uh, going on at MMA Junkie. We'll have news about that over the next couple of weeks. Uh, but because of that, I'm actually working an editor shift right now. So I had to stay home and, and keep working and that's why cold coffee is at the palatial grounds and I'm out here on the outskirts. Uh, but it got crazy. We were, we were kind of getting all the, the site content set up and everything ready to go so we could have a little time to talk. And then we got this news that out of nowhere, Frank Mir is in, is fighting Antonio Tarver in a boxing match on the Triller Fight Club card that has Ben Askren versus Jake Paul. Now, we know it's going to be April 17th. Uh, I believe Atlanta has been reported. Um, Frank was uh, doing a little announcement with the Phone Booth Fighting Podcast, our good friend Richard Hunter there. And he said he wasn't really sure where it was taking place, but he thought Georgia or Florida. And I got to admit... Coke I just want to get your thoughts on this because I'm actually instantly more interested in this than I am in the main event between Ben Askren and Jake Paul. You know, I've said from the beginning, I don't have a problem with Askren and Paul being put on. I understand this is a it's a money grab. It's going to get people interested. It's going to get people intrigued. But for me personally, I don't really get the points, you know, more or less, other than just pure entertainment. But here, 
now I feel like I'm getting something. A former world champion, you know, UFC heavyweight making his way to the boxing ring against a former boxing champion, testing his skills there. Of course, Tarver a little bit older, uh, hasn't fought quite as recently, but of course you got to expect him to have the better skills. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm actually, I, I think, more intrigued by this than I am by Askren versus Paul. Is that is that weird or is that understandable? It's understandable for you. I can see where um, you want. I'm I'm not too interested in it in the sense that I I just see that even though um, Tarver hasn't fought for a while and he's been commentary and he hasn't uh, fought. I think his last one when did he retire? 2015. Yeah, I think, 20, I think 2015. It's been some. It's been some time, but yeah, I mean his his skills are just no no offense to Frank. I mean Frank's had his hands got better over the years, but nowhere near like what this guy's level is. So anytime any MMA guy, especially when you're looking at the older guys, um, I'm just, I just don't want to see him just go in there and just get embarrassed, Mm. but I'm happy that he's going to get a big, big paycheck. Hopefully it's a big, big paycheck. Um, and good on driver coming out and getting some whatever. So part of me, um, I guess, I like the whole shit talking that's happening between the Askren and the Jake Paul. So it's that's sort of at least keeping me intrigued, even though the fight means nothing. Right. It's just two guys making money. I mean, I'm happy for all the parties involved that everybody's going to be making money, but neither fight really sort of gets my goat. But out of the two, I guess, you know, wanting Askren to get some um, just some social payback, social media payback mm-hmm. on the sense of for so long he was the the meme of favor for everybody out there. And if he could go out there and somehow do something to a social media um, superstar, if you will, um, it would be awesome just to see the memes reversing for him. Right. Um, But he's got a tough task as well. I just don't, I just don't see how um, um, Mir has a chance in this fight. Uh, I hate Askren to, at least has a chance. I think I hate to say that. I mean, Mir, I, I don't think so. I do. I, I am. I, I see where you're coming from in that. I mean, it does seem like an uphill battle, and it, it, it did seem in Frank's first comments, you know, on phone booth fighting that he even said, like, I get it. I've, I've got a name, but I'm, I'm the B side in this thing. You know, I, I don't have the boxing skills of this guy. So you know, he says, I, I do think I have the power. Um, so he's got power for sure. How many fucking titles did, did Tyra have? A lot. He had like a lot. Every every belt there yeah, was, like all of them. I mean, this is not. Yeah, this is not going in and just fighting like a retired heavyweight guy that fought like the who's who, but never actually attained um, a title level or like a championship level. He legit is going in against a guy that was at the top of the top, and like you said, I think he had every damn belt that there was. Yeah. I, I looked at the list and I was like. I don't understand all the different sanctioning bodies, so I apologize for all the boxing people that will think I'm stupid. But <laughs> he had like the ABC to the XYZ of of boxing titles, and the guy 2015 wasn't that long ago. No, so even if he stepped away five or six years, and he's still coaching, the guy's teaching boxing technique, he's teaching whatever. And unfortunately, this is a boxing match. I mean. Uh, and it's not even it's not even a bare knuckle boxing match, which kind of I don't want to say levels the playing field a little bit, but makes it a different sport, right? I mean, as we saw, the damage would take the damage. Yeah, the damage would 
do a little bit more so yeah. and maybe give Frank a chance. Especially at heavyweight. But, but we I mean, saw that with Arden Loboff and Pauly Malinaji, right, in a straight-up boxing match. Yeah. Pauly wins that every time, but in bare knuckle, it's a different sport. So you're right. I mean, I think yeah. this is an uphill battle. But I don't know. I guess I'm more intrigued, I guess, because it's legitimate – athletes in their disciplines even if even if you're right i mean mir would have to i haven't seen any odds on this yet but you got to think once we see it mir would he's be, a pretty, be a heavy dog yeah he'd be a sizable underdog right you're right I mean, but he's frank's got a lot of power i like frank a lot and i'm not i i don't want to seem like i'm i'm poo-pooing on frank and his chances or whatever but i mean you're talking about a world champion and while frank does have power you got to be able to hit him this is not just him going out and hitting a journeyman this is a sure. guy that made it to the top of the top in the sport um even if he's a step slower he's gonna be light years ahead of head movement head movement <laughs> of most mma <laughs> people out there and and while frank did decent uh striking for uh heavyweights in mma it was always his it's a whole different submission thing. skills yeah it was the whole different package that that got him his wins but um I'm not upset for it. I mean, it's it's fine, and and we'll get to see tomorrow. Tomorrow, I mean, if you want to set it up, we'll we'll get to see how his hands look. I was gonna say um, we, we might we might tease a little bit. He has invited us. I reached out to him to kind of confirm everything, and he has invited us to get a first look at kind of his training and do an interview and that sort of thing. So, um, unfortunately, it's gonna be during the UFC weigh-ins. So one of us had to stay at the UFC weigh-ins and cover those. You are uh, obviously the far more highly skilled videographer for shooting training video and that sort of thing. But uh, you and the MMA Junkie Radio Boys are actually going to be at Syndicate MMA in the morning, uh, Friday morning, uh, getting a, an up-close look. Uh, Frank Meir and John Wood are going to be uh, hitting mitts and putting in a little training session, and you guys are going to get a chance to to look at it and then do, uh, do a little interview with them as well. And I guess um, the, the world will get to little. see that footage. <laughs> I hope it's little. I hope it's not a forty-five minute interview. Like, come on, guys, stick the topic. Stick the topic. You know, and 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 something this posed me, and this is no uh, offense to Wood or other MMA coaches. I think most people, when they look at and and uh, Mir used to actually have a boxing coach, like a pure boxing sure. coach. Yep. And and our friend and supporter of the show, Angelo Reyes. Yes. Wood is not a boxing coach. So you're training for a boxing fight, and you're training, and you're working on your striking, but you're using an MMA coach. That's got to be something that when a lot of these fighters, I mean, you use what you have access, especially when a decision's made and a fight comes. I mean, I don't know. I looked at <clears throat> Tarver's social media the other day, and he was like, sign the line, waiting on my, my opponent, and that was like three days ago. Right. So in my head, I'm like, does he not know who his opponent is? At this point, or is he just is he just sort of just saying whatever? I mean, if this came together last minute, I understand why you use what's at hand. But I would say going forward, if this sort of thing is going to happen to a lot of MMA fighters or other people, look around and, and possibly employ ploy a, a a true boxing coach. I mean, look at Perillo. Perillo has experience. Perillo, that's why his fighters, when they work on his striking. He's an absolute stud when he yeah. comes to working on people striking, and especially when it comes to the boxing, because that's his forte. I mean, Wood, no offense to Wood, Wood is a hell of an MMA coach, but he, he's he's focusing purely on, I mean, he needs to be focusing purely on his striking. And while I think he can improve Mir's striking, he's not going to probably, maybe possibly have the, the, the finesse, the, the, the fine details 
that I think the, these boxing coaches that have lived in that world will be able to pull out and, and really give those nuances. Can he, you know, get him up to the point where he's ready to go and maybe and, and ready for this fight and he can put on a good showing? Of course. But, you know, if fighters, if MMA fighters, I think, are going to start doing this more often, I think this is a good opportunity for these boxing coaches that are maybe aren't getting work to maybe get some side work, get some something, you know? I mean, it just makes sense to me yeah. that it would be that it's way. It's funny, man, because when it was first, when, he, when we were first talking to him about it, and I kind of had the same thoughts, and my initial thoughts were, well, listen, you know, you've got a little bit less than two months to get ready. Maybe you're better off just sticking with what you know versus trying to, like, reinvent the wheel. You know what I'm saying? Like, trying to redo True. everything. And so True. I thought about that. Like, legit- Let's change the way you throw a hook. Yeah, that's that's, like that's- – So that's what I thought. Like, maybe the- – but they're, they're, I- it does seem like maybe – and maybe – and who knows? We don't know what their full camp is. Maybe they do have somebody that's working – with John Wood, you know, under the guidance of John True. Wood to get feedback. Because I you see are, you are correct. I see you both ways. So maybe you can get some intel when you get there. Because I see both ways. Because I think you're absolutely right. The subtleties and and the, and the and the things that can be added. I mean, again, what are you going to add in two months? But some something would probably be better than nothing. But I do think right. also the familiarity of you know not like you said trying to th- change how you throw punches over the next two months and then you show up and your your brain's misfiring and you're hesitating and you're just locked up cuz yeah that's you know that's a good point that's a good point well, you know hone what you have to make it the, the best possible that it can be with what you have going in you're right you're right so i guess i guess that's a good point you know you could give him a brand new boxing coach and if he tries to mess with what's already there and completely scrap it. You don't have the time to build them back up. Yeah, my bad. This ain't a Rocky montage where you can do it in four and a half minutes. <laughs> just play a song. Play a song. Just cut, play a song. Cut to a fast couple different scenes. Four minutes. Have the <laughs> the Kremlin sitting in the car chasing you in the snow. <laughs> then all of a sudden you're 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 bench pressing logs and you're an absolute beast. Would that not? If be, life only worked that way, would that not be great? If you showed up to Syndicate in the morning and they've got like sides of beef hanging from the. <laughs> From the rafters and Frank's just in there like if they did but- if they did I'm all in and I will put my bets down on mere no problem just throwing hay bales or something around and something <laughs> there's a priest off in the corner waiting to blast him uh, and- <laughs> it's so great man we'll see how that all plays out I mean look like you said the good news is you know Frank Mir he knows he's at the end of his combat sports career he does have BKFC on the horizon as well but you know this hopefully is a good paycheck for him by the way I don't know if you saw this news today because it's a little more hardcore boxing but Triller this same company is paying Teofimo Lopez $6 million for his next fight. Teofimo Lopez, of course, beat uh, Vasily Lomachenko earlier this year in a, in, a, in a fantastic fight and a great performance. Actually, it was the end of last year, not earlier this year. Um, but I actually remember watching that one over in, in, in while we were in Fight Island while that was happening. Um, but, yeah, Triller paying out $6 million for Teofimo Lopez. I don't think Frank's getting that kind of money, but if they're cutting those kind of checks, I imagine he's getting a good one. And I did want to say – Shout out to first round management, man. The Kawa brothers, you know, sometimes they catch a little flack here and there for the things they do. But you look at what they're doing for their clients, man. They're they're taking their clients and they're putting them in these like featured positions. You know, Anthony Pettis going to the PFL has instantly come like the the poster boy of the PFL, even though he hasn't fought there yet. You know, Paige Van Zandt, obviously things didn't go her way at BKFC, but man, she's become you know like their you know lead star as well. So I don't know. I think they deserve a little bit of credit for for thinking outside the box. You know, they 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 got Demetrius Johnson over to one championship. So uh, anyway, we'll see how it all plays out. But you'll get a first hand look tomorrow morning, and of course we'll have that all on MMA Junkie, and I'm sure we'll talk about the experience 
later on as well. In the meantime, we've got UFC Fight Night 186. Uh, you will be there on Fight Night as will I. Uh, the main event, Jarzinho Rosenstrike versus Cyril Ghosn. It's interesting because I feel like uh, not a lot of hype around this week's card. And, and I think part of it is, I mean, the main event to me has to be the Derek Lewis sweepstakes. You know what I mean? We talked to both guys, and, and neither mm -hmm. one of them really, you know, neither one really called out Derek, but they said they, you know, they'd be open to it and, and like, hey, kind of, but they're both kind of the, hey, whatever's next kind of person. Both of them admitted, you know, this isn't a number one contender fight. John Jones is next, and we totally get that. Uh, so neither one of them seemed to try to want to uh, interject themselves into there. Um, but, but, you know, both guys, I think English is their second language, and they're both kind of just polite guys anyway. So not a lot of trash mm -hmm. talk, but I think it should be exciting. Then you look at the co-main event as well, Magomed Ankalaya versus Nikita Krilov. That's a big fight at co-main uh, – excuse me, at light heavyweight as well in the co-main. Um, not the implications, I think, that Jarzinho and Gon has, but to be honest, man, these are two pretty meaningful fights in, in the main and co-main event, and I feel like the buzz for this week's event is just – Nothing, and I and I imagine part of it is yeah. because there's not a Jake Paul involved, right? We don't have those we don't have those storylines that get people fired up. There's there's no there's no trash talk among these four guys. That's it. There's there's no trash talk. I mean, and you're right. When you look at the card, it, it looks like this is one of those cards that pops up every once in a while where it starts to help the sort of contender pool. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought that was very very polite, and I thought that was very understanding of what Cyril and Jerzino were talking about. Like, you know, I don't mind if John jumps the line they understand what he brought to the sport that's my cat jumping onto my keyboard because he's an absolute <laughs> freak behind me um they understand what he brought to the sport and they understand that um they need time as well and that was one of the things i can't remember if it was jair that said this or if cyril said it and then he was like let him get his fight yeah. and if he gets it i want a little more experience before i get to that anyways um they understand what you know if Jones gets in the into the division and he's able to get it and they continue their own growth and they get to that fight, that's going to be a lot more dollars coming their way possibly if they get that fight. That's a good point. No offense to like a Stipe, you know, but like a Stipe fight versus Jerzinho as opposed to a John Jones versus a Jerzinho or a Silgan fight. Like Jones brings money. You know, yep. he's one of these guys that just pops. People absolutely love him. But let alone what he was able to do in the light heavyweight division. I mean, you got to command respect to that. Um, a lot of guys, and it's happened in other divisions where, you know, uh, the guys are like, you know, the guy was a multiple champion. And he's going to come up to my division. Of course, we're not, we can't just put him at the bottom of the list and say, work your way up, son. We don't know what you can do. Like, right. that's ridiculous. And we already saw what he did to, to Daniel Cormier, who was the heavyweight champion. Yep. So how can you not think that this guy already can't command, you know, respect to that? So I thought that was very cool and respectful for them to say that. But they also realize that they're, that they're new-ish, in a sense, when it comes to earning time at the UFC and especially earning time in these main event spots. So I think they're both going to hopefully, cap, uh, you know, capitalize the most, the most on this. But I love the fact that they were also like Derek, with what Derek was able to do that last fight. Oh. He knocked out the number one contender. He knocked out the dude that most people are like, okay, this is probably the guy that if we have to think like who should probably be getting the shot soon, this is the That's dude. And Derek finished him. Curtis so, Blaze was the guy I had listed in that spot. Cur Curtis was the dude. I mean, like everybody in the person, I, I felt like, I mean, I can't even claim that 
oh, I knew that that was going to happen. I absolutely homered for Derek, and I will admit that, but I was so happy that the outcome come because he looked good. I thought he looked good that fight, you know. Uh, I thought he was doing the right things. He wasn't doing crazy spinning moves. He wasn't doing all this crazy shit. I, I was like, wow, his game really has matured, mm-hmm. and, but I still feel like there's a lot to go. So I think these two gentlemen are at that same point where – they have power for days. Nobody can take that away from them, but they also realize that there's a, a, a mature, a maturation that needs to happen. Yeah. And they're looking at Derek and they're like, okay, this guy's obviously upped his game. I could steal his thunder. And then it's hard for them to deny the fact that I'm close. I, I want, I can't, I, I, and I'm sorry if it was maybe gone that said, he's like, was one more, if I get this win, one more win, or maybe it was Jerry that said this and one more win. And then I should be at title contention. And I think either one of these guys is absolutely right at that point. If they win this fight and win another one against a top five guy, can uh, you know, in a, in a decent fashion, they're putting themselves in the number one contender spot. And when you look down the line of everybody else in in this card, it's a lot of people sort of in that same sort of vein. So that's when I look at this card. There's a lot of really really key fun matchups, but this is like the card that that has to come every once in a while where. Somebody, if they win it, it's putting themselves back into that contention to be one of the pool that can get thrown into a contender fight. Nobody's going to win a card, a fight here no. on this on this night and be like the next contender. That's right. But they're putting their name into the pool, or they're clawing their way back to something that they've lost. Yep. You know, there's some really key names in here, and I know we'll go further. Like Alexander Hernandez is another one that yes. that pops up to me that. That, you know, this is a guy that's working his way back to the top. Angela Hill, another person that's working their way back to the top. Alex Oliveira. I mean, there's a lot of really good fights in here, but there are a lot of people that are on their way back, you know, that had some hype and and trying to get it back. So that's what's interesting about that. So if you're looking for a fight card that's full of sort of chances for redemption, a lot of, you know, people that are, you know, on the precipice of getting near that contender shot, but not quite. But that means they're going to be busting their asses in this fight. They all know what's at stake. And what's at stake at this is to stay super relevant and stay at the top of your division. So yeah. it's 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 gonna it's gonna be a really, really good night, I think. I, I agree. I think there's some matchups that are gonna be very entertaining, and you're right, people that are trying to establish themselves in the division. I think you laid it out perfectly. We're not gonna know, you know, the next title contender out of any of these fights, but it's funny to me because you know, as you were recounting Jarzinho and Cyril's <coughs> quotes, you know, both times you're like, I'm not sure if it was one of the because they're kind of both the same. You know what I mean? They kind of like, <laughs> they are. And, 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 I, and I hate, I hated to say, I hated it, but the thought that crossed my mind was when you said, "Well, it was polite and it was respectful." And the thing that crossed my 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 mind was the one thing it wasn't was marketable. You know what I mean? It wasn't marketable. But yeah. But here's the thing: is that you know these fighters both have a penchant. For, for getting exciting finishes. They both have the ability to do that. I don't want to say it's like last week's matchup because Cyril has some grappling skills, but not on the level of Curtis Blades, and he's got some striking as well. Right. He's had some kickball. I think he has better striking than Curtis Blades did. So it's not quite like that. I mean, you do think of Jarzinho as kind of the one-shot power finisher kind of guy, the way you think yeah. of Derek Lewis. But to me, yep. I think best-case scenario, one of these guys comes out with a highlight reel finish, and then you match him up with Derek Lewis – and at that point, you know, Derek Lewis brings the marketability factor, right? Everybody tunes in. At that point, <laughs> you have the ability to take a step up, right? Because if you beat that guy, now people know who you are. So I agree. It's it's to me, like I said, 
this is the Derek Lewis sweepstakes. I just, to me, I don't see anybody else for Derek to fight, and I don't see anybody else for the winner of this to fight. When you add in the fact that they're fighting, you know, one week apart, um, it just seems to make sense for me. So uh, I actually went with Cyril Gaon in this one. Uh, he is a pretty heavy favorite. I think that's due to the fact yeah. that, you know, he does have a little bit more well-rounded game. It seems like he has some more paths to victory. Uh, but as Derek Lewis showed, man, that underdog money, when you got the power that, that, that Derek does and that Jairzinho has, uh, that underdog money sure can be nice and sweet when it only takes one shot to land. Um, the co-main event, Magomed Ankalaev, I, I just want to say, I think, you know, Ankalaev, and I think it's again because, you know, he's one of these Russian guys that doesn't speak any English. Um, even when he has a translator, it's not like he's the most enthusiastic guy. I mean, he smiles a little bit, but he's just pretty respectful and pretty straightforward. But I think he's he's a problem at 205 pounds. You know, you think about the remember the one loss that he had was to Paul Craig uh, after he had been absolutely just whipping Paul Craig's ass <laughs> for 14 minutes. 459, <laughs> 459 of round three. It's so crazy. I mean, to have that be your only career loss where you basically lost. Two seconds of the fight, and if you'd have just held on for one more second, you'd have cruised to a decision win. Um, and since then, he's come yeah. out and had you know four of his five wins have been knockouts. Uh, two of them against Ian Kutalaba last year. But um, I think Ian, I, I think uh, Ian Kutalaba, I think uh, Magomed Ankalaev, I think he's a problem. I think this could be I don't want to say a, a you know a breakout moment for him, but maybe a moment people start do give him a little bit more respect because Krilov. It, look, he's he's wily. He can do some interesting things as well. He can present some problems. Um, and it's not like he's a superstar, but he is more of a well-known name than, than say, Kudalaba is. Yep. Uh, he's fought. He's definitely fought higher level of competition. So I think Ekalaev wins this. I think it's a bit of a, like I said, a bit of a coming out party. But hopefully if you're if you're hardcore listening to this, you're already on the, the Magomed Ekalaev bandwagon because I, th- I think this dude's legit. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And you're right. When you look at Krylov, who who he fought, Johnny Walker, lost to Glover. I mean, that's Glover's a, an absolute beat. Yeah, number one contender beat right OSP. Now. Yeah, lost to Jan Blakowicz, you know. Champ. And then he goes and then and then it goes and Fabio Maldonado, but whatever. Ah. Fabio still had his day. Fabio, still had his hey, day. It still takes something to beat Fabio. He's a crazy. He's a crazy one. He he can I think I think he could get hit by a car and he would still stand up and fight. He's an absolute monster. Um, but you're right. I think this is this is uh, an incredible fight, and Ankalaev is uh, he's a beast, man. I mean, and you're right. There's I think it, it would be um, it would be weird because when you look at him, he's just so daunting. I think if it would throw me off if he if he was too lighthearted up there, I'd just be like, "There's something with this guy. He's nuts, man. There must be something crazy about him." I just like that he looks. Like how he talks, he's very short. He just gets to his point, and then he goes out there and he absolutely demolishes humans and steals their souls out in the, <laughs> in, out in the cage. Um, I, I picked him as well. I mean, um, no offense to Nikiti, um, but Ian when he beat Ian, uh, the last two, he, it was so funny. He beat Ian, and there was like a million times where that fight was supposed to happen again, yes. and then he got him again. Kutalaba has looked really, really good this last time. He is super scary. This is if you guys, well, everybody listening to this already knows. This is the dude that paints himself in all green and comes out looking like the Hulk, and he's an absolute beast. And recently, he's been really, really fighting really, really well. And he finished him. Mm-hmm. He finished him both times. Yep. And like this dude is, he, he's, Magomed is scary good. Um, but you're right. Every once in a while, Krakow will pull something off, man. And, and you're just like, oh, yep. 
I shouldn't have doubted the vet. You know, I shouldn't have doubted the guy. Like, he is. But, man, the power of Magomed is just, it's scary good, man. He is just firing on all cylinders right now. I think that whole division should be scared of this dude because if if there's a guy that people can, you know, if you could place odds and place a bet on somebody within, like, maybe a year or two, really really possibly yeah. holding the belt this is this is the guy that this would be is, cool like, like the guy like some futures bets on uh on on fighters getting they do it on weird shit they do it on cool. weird shit why not something like legit like this like you know you know i mean you could because you could right now i'm sure bet who's gonna win the next you know uh world series or something of 2022 of you, you could probably put a bet you know how about just find like the top 25 guys in a weight division and let us pick who's gonna be the champion in a year's time and put like plus or minus like 2000 odds. And let's all just put like a dollar and just fucking reap in the money. I don't hate that, man. I actually like that. That's I know, but that's, that's my gambling side coming out. Like, stop. stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's from hanging out with John Anik. That's fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. That man will place a bet on anything. Uh, all right. So listen, as, as we go down it, you know, the rest of the main card, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, you kind of set it up properly the way this thing is. Montana De La Rosa versus Myra Bueno Silva. Uh, I have a feeling you'll be taking a particular interest in this matchup. I, I just, I think you like the way their style. Yeah, the ground game. Together. It's all about the ground game. Yeah, it's all about the ground game. And how can you not pay attention to that fight? Of course. Had, what a hell of a ground game. I had a feeling you liked them. Myra <laughs> Buena Silva, a slight favorite there. I actually went favorite with her as well, even though uh, I like Montana De La Rosa as well. But I Did bit- you watch the virtual media day today? I did. I did. It's so funny because you know, I didn't I wasn't paying attention at one point when I was like when she Myra decided to do the whole thing in English for the most part, and her English was very, very limited, but I loved the fact that she was trying and she even apologized at the end. But at the end, I sort of said in our, our Slack, I, I sort of joked. I was like, man, it reminded me of Anderson Silva. It did. Ten years ago when he only had like a couple words. When it was just like, please, just use your translator. Tell us what you really, <laughs> really think. I don't. But she's she's giving the effort, and I absolutely applaud her exactly. for what she was trying to do. But what it meant was on some of the questions, it was literally like three words, and it was like, oh, I bet you could have said a whole <laughs> lot more if you used your real words. You know, so that was sort of a bummer that we couldn't get a real sort of insight, you know, um, but I applaud her so much because, you know, as much as we, we say a lot of these fighters, like they're, they're so talented, they're so skilled and, and, but that final piece to really, um, help, unfortunately, I mean, to, to become superstar or gain that momentum is you have to be able to connect to a wider base of people and so for them to do that a lot of them are really really trying to do the english so i applaud her and i don't mean to be sound like i'm picking on her but i just wish i could have heard everything that she had to say because they asked her some things about really the breakdown of you know tell me how your skill set's really going to match up this 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 and you know when she's like you know she has courage i have courage it's going to be fun and I'm just like, oh, I bet you could have said that a <laughs> lot better. It's frustrating. Well, other words. You said it right with Anderson. It's hilarious. So, like, the thing is, we always say, you know, like, Jose Aldo never learned English. And not that he didn't become marketable, but I think he left money on the table. You know, Anderson did his best to learn English, and, and I think it is important. And I always say, it's not like I'm saying you have to learn English, but it helps. It just does. It helps. But it's funny because it's just, it's, I used it's a U.S. based promotion. It, is. it has to, right? I, so it's funny. So you applaud him for doing it. But I used to be at the point too with Anderson where I'm like, can you 
please make him use a translator because I, like, <laughs> I need I need Ed, I need Ed, yeah. tell him to use his word. I need good quotes for my story, man. So uh, this one, and then uh, Pedro Munoz versus Jimmy Rivera, same similar type of fight, right? It's these bantamweights that you know are elite level, but that just are kind of outside that very top of the division right now. And a, a win is big for them in the rematch. Uh, and then the main card is set to kick off, although I will say cards subject to change. I swear to God, they shift these fight cards around all the time. Uh, but the way it's set now, the, the main card is set to kick off with Alex Caceres, Bruce Leroy, which is crazy. Bruce Leroy has more UFC fights than anybody else on this card, man, which I still think of him as, like, that kid from The Ultimate Fighter. But, man, he's he been is. around the block, <laughs> man. Uh, and, and he has so awesome. more UFC. So he is the, the biggest UFC veteran on this card. But he's facing a man that um, – I just had to play this audio because Kevin Kroom, you might have seen some highlights of this floating around the internet because it was one of the most entertaining, wild, aggressive, uh, I don't know what other adjectives you might want to throw in there, but the man walked up to the to the microphone swinging around nunchucks, okay? The man is swinging around nunchucks. He's got sunglasses on, which I, I guess you could only describe as what, like, like the fear and loathing in Las Vegas type? sunglasses on there I mean it's just the man is the man's got some energy about him he sits down and uh of course if you'll remember he had the amazing UFC debut picked up a win in less than a minute got the bonus for it and then popped positive for weed so Nevada State Athletic Commission uh, overturned the result now well we'll get into it a little bit so technically on paper this is his UFC <coughs> debut although he does have a win under his belt but uh He's got a win at the media day game as well, man. This is uh, this is Kevin Kroon. What's up? Uh, o and O in the UFC, right? Are you all excited for your UFC debut? Let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you make of that whole situation? It's such a weird situation, right? To come in and get something so uh, fantastic and to have it kind of taken away from you, right? Ah, they didn't take shit from me. You know what I mean? Like uh, <laughs> that changed my life. Y'all, here I am again, you know what I mean? I got paid like I, I won, you know, uh, it's all semantics. He knows I won, I know I won, fuck it, you know? Yeah. Please tell me the UFC didn't take the bonus, by the way. Nah, I got the bonus, baby. <laughs> Nunchucks with you there? Is yes, that... sir, you know it. Stay strapped all day. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So talk about coming into this week. Did you have to, did you have to change anything in terms of uh marijuana usage in, oh, ahead of this yeah i uh i quit smoking like two months ago man just to just to make sure they ain't taking shit from me this time you know it's garbage <laughs> i think i think uh you know cases like yours are ones that people are citing and saying it is garbage to be honest bro i took it on 36 hours notice i came here and i was like hey guys i've been smoking ufc's like cool man no problem fucking nevada how can i bang a hooker here but i can't smoke weed and fist fight what the fuck this is garbage, people. And and they're not going to change it because this is how they're getting paid. So, bullshit. I was going to ask me, USADA did make a change, obviously. I mean, do you will you kind of advocate for change? I mean, do you think you want to keep talking about it? Would you rather put it behind you or would you rather keep talking about it? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I This is basically every fucking interview I ever do. Is, you know what I mean? Like, uh, so, wh whatever. Like, uh I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna fucking listen to me. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's stupid. Like I said, this is how they're getting paid. I, I gotta pay them. You know, I had to pay them to come out and, and test me. Uh, I gotta pay them a fine. You know, like uh, this is how they're making money. So, are they gonna change? I don't know. Let's hope that. Uh, let's hope that Usada and all that was the first domino falling. But you know, people like money, so we'll see. 
right, let's talk about the fight. I dig it. How great you did last time was pretty spectacular. How different are you going to be this time that you're not, you know, not taking it on 36 hours notice? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, obviously, I'm a lot more prepared. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was kind of just winging it. Uh, uh, I'm prepared. And, man, like, like the biggest difference is I've always believed in myself. I've always had the belief that I could do it. I've always had the belief that I would be here. And now I fucking know. You know, like I, I have the knowledge now. I know. You know, that fight validated who I am as a person. It validated all the times I looked in the mirror when I couldn't pay the bills and I said, keep going, buddy. Keep going. You got it. You're what everybody wants. You're a bonus fighter. You keep fucking going. And here I am, a bonus fighter, fucking making huge splashes. You know, uh, now I fucking know. So, I mean, that's changed my life. Yeah, this was the matchup you wanted, and you got it. What was it about this matchup that enticed you? Well, uh, I mean, this was actually supposed to be my debut, and then I had COVID. Uh, so then he had his last fight instead of me. Uh, and uh, I mean, I like it, man. I like. I mean, he's a cool kid, you know. Uh, I think our personalities are good together. You know, I think our fighting styles are good. I think it's a fighting fight for the fans. And uh, uh, once again, man, I, it took me a long time to get here, and I'm trying to take people out with names. I'm trying to be a superstar, and I'm trying to let the whole world know who I am. I'll be a household name by the end of the year. Do you put any pressure on yourself? I mean, to go replicate what you did in your debut is pretty tough in the UFC, right? I mean, do you have to be careful that, hey, if the fight goes 60 seconds, like, we're still okay in here? Yeah, I mean, I mean I've, been, I've been doing this for a long time. I, I can handle 60 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, for me, I mean, what, what, what are you expecting to see here? I mean, you set the bar so high first time out. What, what, what are you expecting to see here? Yeah, yeah, uh, I believe I catch him. Uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, it'll probably go a little bit longer, but I believe it's going to be basically the same. I think I catch him, catch him with my hands and uh, uh, a lot of pressure from me. And uh, whether I finish that up with a TKO or a sub, it does not see three. Hey, Amen. Did you say you quit smoking two months ago? Yeah. They say that after you stop smoking, you get crazy dreams. Have you had that? <laughs> Bro, I've had the craziest fucking dreams. And I've been dreaming that I smoked. And I wake up so disappointed in myself. I'm like, oh, shit. You ain't got no self control And I'm like, oh, it's a dream. Oh, okay. We're good, man. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, I can't stand it. My subconscious is fucking nuts. And I'm tired of them, to be honest. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Second question, very important. With the nunchucks. How often would you use those in day-to-day -day life? Every fucking day, man. I stay strapped. I'm not playing. I got multiple, multiple, you know, weapons on me at the moment. Weapons. <laughs> that is all. Thanks. Just so we're clear, prostitution is illegal in Las Vegas. Oh, it is? You can't bang hookers? The rest of the state, yes. Las Vegas. Oh, well, still, the rest of the state, whatever, man. This is garbage, people. We can all agree. How quickly after the fight will you smoke? Uh, to be honest, uh, I, I'm probably going to lay off the reef for a little while, man. I mean, I've already already done it, uh, already been off for a few months, and man, I'm trying to fight next week, you know, and, and this ain't going to fucking happen again, people, you know. So uh, we'll see when they start relaxing their rules, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to fight as much as I can. Like I said, it took me a while to get here, and I'm trying to stack this bread, baby. You talked about that journey, and it was you know a long journey to get here. A lot of fights that you've been through. What did it mean to you to actually step in that cage? Ah, fuck, man! Uh, amazing, like destiny, like you know what I mean, like just fucking amazing. The obviously the, to to step in there to have that experience to be in the UFC to get the win the way you did, 
and then what happened with the commission and everything. Did that take anything at all away? Uh, no, I mean, not at all. I was upset about it for like five minutes, and I was told I was keeping my bonus, so fuck them. <laughs> what, what did you do with it? Uh, to be honest, man, I haven't done shit with it. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, uh, I bought a friend a car. Uh, friend, friend uh, you know, was in a tight spot and ne needed something, so uh, I got to help, help a person out that I really care about, and... Uh, uh, I've had people help me out in my life, so it's just really awesome to be in a position that I can give back and I can help people, you know? You, I mean, you just started to answer it there, but, like, you talked about the struggles. Like, you've looked in the mirror, like, what, you know, what am I doing? Can I, you know, can I make this? To be in a position to buy somebody a car, what does that feel like? <sighs> Fuck, man. Fucking spectacular, dude. Uh, I, I love life. I wake up every day. Uh, I was asked not that long ago if I was the happiest person in MMA. I think I am, man. Like, uh, I'm fucking killing the game. I wake up and get to hang out with my best friends every day, and now I got money in the bank, and I'm I'm not fucking worried about shit, man. I I love life. I feel like you know most most fighters when they come in here, we're, we're asking about you know the when you reach the title, when you get a belt, like that those sorts of things. Like to me, if I don't know what it would mean to you, but like I feel like you don't really care. You're just, like, here to do your thing. Oh, I mean, I am here to do my thing, and my thing will involve a belt. I believe I'll be a UFC champion by 2023, 100%. But, uh, fuck, man, I'm just going to soak up every fucking moment, you know? That's good. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Hell, yeah. Rock and roll. All right, so if you didn't know Kevin Kroom, you know who he is now. You're certainly going to be tuned in, waiting to see what this guy does. Uh, let, let me just follow up by saying uh, he, he, we were talking about the virtual media day. Now, the, the media day that we just played there, that was on Wednesday. The virtual media day was earlier today. Today he showed up to the virtual media day with a butterfly knife. The man has just, just got weapons on him at all times. Um, but anyway, excitable to say the least. I enjoyed it. But I will say this. Um, and I, look, I'm not the I'm not the biggest marijuana enthusiast. I mean, obviously, uh, I'm certainly not an opponent of it, but I'm not like a daily user or anything like that. But that said, come on, man, let these fighters. Nevada, I, I I'm I'm happy to see what USADA did in changing the policy, and Nevada really does have to have to follow suit, man. I hope that's you know I hope that's yeah. uh, coming in the near future. Yeah, I mean, get with the program at this point. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean, it's getting ready to become, well, I don't know, legalized nationwide. And once it gets to that point, you know, I mean, I'm hoping that they go back and, and fix a lot of, um, what do you call it, convictions and other crap. And if that can happen in, in real life with real stuff, I should hope that in the sporting game that they can get their shit together and realize, you know, that, hey, it's not that big of a deal. But um, so <laughs> it's so funny. I, I missed Kroom's section today and the, oh. the, the thing because oh. I, I finished taping. But now I'm just, it's so funny. I'm like, when his weapon choice, I'm like, what time frame is he at in his head? <laughs> to, to, to think nunchucks and, and butterfly nuts. I mean, is, he, is that the 60s? Uh, I'm thinking like the movie, what's the movie, Outsiders or something with Pony Boy? Uh, is he like. He's, he's definitely showing up with some brass knuckles at some point. Gotta have those brass yeah, knuckles. Brass, brass knuckles. What else? Maybe some what throwing stars? Maybe some throwing stars. Oh, got, you got to. You got to keep it even. <laughs> you know, if he's doing the nunchucks and he's doing that, you got to have the throwing stars. <laughs> Okay, maybe that's post fight. He'll come with the throne stars. Oh, <laughs> uh, but I was I was saying in our in our chat today, I, I was like, I'm afraid he's gonna show up with an assault rifle. I don't know how far he's gonna elevate his game with his Ooh. weapons. Ooh. 
Much better the rowdy day. Oh man, well, be, it would have been funner if it was a switchblade uh, comb. You ever seen? Oh those, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Combs? Well, that's dating yourself right there, too, man. Good lord, <laughs> haven't seen one of those in twenty years. Uh, all right, so listen, uh, entertaining guy, man, to say the least. We'll see how that plays out. Although Alex Caceres, man, I've, I, I've come to really love Bruce Leroy over the years as well, man. It's, his fighting style is fun, and his personality is great as well. He's he's matured a lot now. He's this pro vegan lifestyle type guy and uh he's a good dude so I- i'm anxious to see that fight <laughs> you know i was just like i just like fruits and vegetables i like them they taste good to me so i'm, I'm i like them preach so it to the them. world like preach it to the world there you go. uh prelims <laughs> everything this whole thing uh as i was eating potato chips at the time i felt like <laughs> shit i was like i was eating potato chips eating and then dipping it into uh homemade like um uh, dip, which was uh, for all of us that want to be fat kids like me out there, was Cool Whip, or not Cool Whip, uh, Miracle Whip, and uh, I used today I used Dustin's uh, hot sauce as like the the kick, so I used Dustin's diamond sauce mixed in with uh, Miracle Whip, and that was my chip dip. Wow, you make a dip out of Miracle used- Whip and hot sauce. Yeah, you can use real mayo as well, but the the Miracle Whip's a little bit sweeter. What <laughs> kind of weird poor man's salsa? You know, you could just buy it is, salsa. That's exactly what it is. Well, I remember when I was a kid. I remember my uh, uh, one of my best buddies, who um, uh, weirdly enough was the guy that introduced me to LSD, introduced me to <laughs> mayo and ketchup for, for for like a fry dip, and he was like, "It's just like uh, the um, uh, Big Mac sauce or whatever or something." But it was mayo and ketchup. I was like, wow, this is really, real. this is not bad. I was like, man, I can understand why you're really fat. <laughs> um, but <laughs> so if, if you're in a pinch and you need something for your chips, try mayo or Miracle Whip and then put your favorite hot sauce of the day in there for a little something. And today I chose Dustin Diamond Poirier's hot sauce. And I forget what it's called. Diamond sauce? I don't, I don't know. know. Can't remember. But it was actually pretty good. It's good. Yeah. We did try it. It's good. It's hot sauce is good. So if it you're thinking about ordering the Poirier hot sauce, go ahead and go ahead and pull the trigger on it. It's good. And it's not bad. If, it really did you get the celery hint? Like there's it's yeah, got yeah. celery in it and I cannot not taste the celery. I think it's pretty good. But. Yeah, if you wanna if you wanna mix it with mayonnaise and miracle whip, that, <laughs> you got chipped it. That's on you. That's on you. You're gonna fucking try it now. Somebody on here is now gonna try that. And I'm telling you, it's not bad. It's not bad. You don't have to go like crazy and put like crazy crazy mounts you'll find your balance and you'll find your hot sauce you'll make it work bizarre <laughs> all right these prelims alexander hernandez versus tiago moises you talked about it man but you know tiago's kind of got things going in his direction alexander hernandez has had some ups and downs i did like the fact that both guys wanted this fight they both think it's going to be a fight of the night type fight I, I think it can be as well um, I did love the fact as well that Alexander Hernandez, you know, talked about kind of moving on to this next stage of his career and maturing a little bit and understanding the game a little bit better. And I'm like, but wait, that doesn't mean that you're going to stop talking shit, does it? Because I, I love – he's like, oh, no, no. Don't, I don't thought that was that. hilarious. Yeah, he's like, oh, no, no, no. He's like, I, I like talking. He's like, I'm just he's like, I'm just not so angry at the world as I was before. So uh, I thought that was pretty funny. So uh, that's a key matchup there right there at 155 pounds. 
Angela Hill versus Ashley Yoder, a rematch that came together on a week's notice. So props to both of them for <laughs> stepping up. I know you'll be paying attention to that one as well. Again, the, the clash of styles is really what you're into there, right? You know, the oh, striking man, specialist. The, the, the striking. Against it's all the, about the striking. Against the submission grappler. I know that that's what you'll be really mm. paying attention to in that mm, one. Mm, mm. Uh, Ramazan yep. Kermagamadoff versus, as you said, Cowboy Oliveira. Ramazan Kermagamadoff stepping in on short notice. Um Remember, if you if you, if that name stands out to you, he was on the Contender Series. He fought up a division at middleweight. He won the fight, uh, but he didn't get the invite. Uh, I think Dana White disagreed with the decision at the time. Uh, but now he's down to welterweight, stepping in on short notice. Uh, so that's a, a big test against Alex Oliveira, although the stylistic matchup makes it a big test for Oliveira as well. Uh, Alexis Davis versus Sabina Masso. Vince Cachero versus Ronnie Lawrence. And Maxim Grishin versus Dustin Jacoby to start things off. So we'll have... Full coverage at MMA Junkie. Like I said, not the not the you know biggest card of all time, but I think it'll be entertaining. We'll certainly have it all covered. Of course, if you want to get that and a half coverage, head on over to patreon.com slash the MMA Road Show. For as little as $3 a month, you can help support the show and, of course, get exclusive access to that and a half content. And that's if, – if, if we do pull the trigger on this you know kind of live streaming video concept, that's where we'll end up over there as well. Uh, which I'm starting to get more comfortable with it. I was, I was kind of opposed to it for the longest time, but now I'm kind of down. I could actually show how to make the Miracle Whip slash hot sauce dip sauce. In fairness, <laughs> it doesn't seem really hard. You take you take it is a liquid at all, but and hey, a cream. If that's, what, if that's what gets you, if that's what gets you to pay, my lord, let's do it. <laughs> Come for the MMA, but stay for the recipes. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, a fight that was supposed to be on here that I was bummed. I thought it was going to be good. William Knight versus Alonzo Minifield was supposed to be on this card. Uh, a positive COVID yeah. test is forced to rescheduling of that one. So that was a bummer to lose. Uh, but that'll happen at a later date. I think they're working on rescheduling it now. So, uh, all right, listen. Uh, I did have a chance to speak with Kelvin Gastelum earlier today. Ooh. Yeah, we haven't even debuted this at. at uh, MMA junkie yet? By the way, for those Patreon.com users, uh, I've been, I've been giving them. Don't tell our bosses at MMA junkie, but I've been giving them sneak. Uh oh. I've been giving them a sneak peek. Uh oh. We've been posting the. We've been posting some of my interviews Shh. on Patreon. Don't tell. Uh, before don't we put tell. it on MMA junkie, which I don't know if we're supposed to do that, but I figure why not. Shh. <laughs> don't tell. Don't tell anyone. This one uh, also has not gone out yet, but I figured, hey, let's play it here for everybody. Caught up with Kelvin. Um, I'll, I'll, I won't set up too much of it, but obviously we just talked about kind of what he had just gone through and, and what he is uh, planning on doing next. It was, he's got a little surprise for us in there, but uh, I've just always been a fan of Kelvin Gastelum and, and the way he kind of keeps it real. So I uh, figured we'd catch up with him. So here's my conversation from earlier today with Kelvin Gastelum. Kelvin Gastelum, brother, always good to see you. It's been a couple of weeks since the big win over Ian Heinish, so I just want to know what's, what's been going on, man. You've been – Enjoying yourself, taking a little vacation. Are you back in the gym already? What's what's the focus been like for you? <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, definitely enjoying this victory uh, more than than maybe usually I would. You know, uh, I've been enjoying this, uh, and so um, yeah, I, I've been in the gym a couple times already. I haven't been uh, training consistently, but uh, I've been in the gym. I want to get back in the gym, but my my body's still a little a little sensitive to. Uh, you know, strikes, you know, I still got a couple bumps and bruises uh, throughout my body. So it's not fully healed to where I'm comfortable training at 100% still. But I want to come back. As soon as my body is able to, 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 to do it well and healthily, 
uh, healthfully, or how do you say that? <laughs> <laughs> healthfully works. Healthfully, there we go. Uh, uh, listen, yeah. so, so I, I mean, I imagine by now you've had a chance to watch the fight, right? I mean, uh, what what lessons did you take out? I mean, obviously this was a big win. The result was what mattered more than anything. But uh, but what'd you feel overall about your performance and and uh, you know, in a hard fought victory over a tough dude? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't anything to brag about, in my opinion, you know. But it was it was a hard fought fight. Uh, I went in there and put my heart and soul into that fight because I knew uh, the the level of opponent that Ian Ian is. You know, I know that he was coming in to, to kill or be killed, and he was hungry to take my spot. So I was really nervous going into the fight. Just um, you know, I wanted to get the W in, in, at all costs, and and I know it was a really smart, real tactical fight. Not a lot of risks being taken on my part. But uh, I'm proud of myself. I'm very proud of that fight. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it was it was a smart fight, and I it, I, I don't know. I was a little disappointed to hear you afterwards going like, ah, nothing to brag about. I mean, a win's a win, especially over <laughs> yeah. a tough guy, right? I mean, that was a key win for you. Absolutely. You know, you always want to go out there and you want to please the the fans. You want to please everybody. You go 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 with a big knockout or a big submission or something like that. Uh, but I feel like I went in there and I, I kind of set myself apart from him and it, it kind of really showed my, my true, uh, you know, my, my, my true level in this sport. And, uh, I feel like my, my experience played dividends. I think, uh, I'm putting everything together better than any, any other time in my, my career. i finally feel like we're putting everything together, uh, just perfectly, you know, and it's, it's, it's crazy to see, crazy to feel what I feel. Now is not what I felt when I was 21 uh, walking out. You know, it's not It's not all – it's, you know, it, it was cool to see the, the, the progression of, of of what I feel uh, during the fights and how different it was this time. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, I was checking out your social media, and you had a couple posts that really stood out to me that I really liked on Instagram. The first was you and Ian backstage, and, and, you, and your, yeah. your quote was, that was an amazing fight. You said – you inspire a lot of people with your perseverance and, and resurgence and uh, may God bless you and your family. And as you said, he's got an incredible life story. Um, yeah. But that Thank conversation, you. I was just curious what, what, what that conversation was like with you two guys backstage. Cause I think you two guys are two of the most respectful people I know. And, and uh, as you said, to acknowledge what he's been through and, and what he means, I was just curious kind of what that conversation was like. Yeah, it was really cool. You know, I hadn't, I hadn't really talked to him besides that. Um, just said hello to him after the weigh-in, and then, uh, you know, so it was cool to talk to him, kind of get to know him uh, a little bit more, and he was such a really nice guy, really down-to-earth guy, so was his his people around him, and, um, you know, he said he maybe he wanted to come and, and train with us. I told him he, he, maybe he can even come stay at my house. I told him, you know, shoot me a message, and, uh, you know, maybe he can, he can even come stay at my house, with, and we can train together over here at King's. That's the best part of this sport, and you you two guys can go out there and punch each other in the face, and then it can <laughs> yeah. come crash on your couch and learn from you, man. I love that. So then the other post that you had, um, it, it, you said the circumstances and events that we see as setbacks are often sometimes the very thing that launches us into periods of intense spiritual growth. And I wanted to ask you about that because, you know, I watched your your interview with with Joe Rogan afterwards, and your emotion was there, and. You know, I, I talked to you before the fight. I think you were putting on a very strong front, man, a very strong face that, <laughs> hey, you know, we're focused, we're dialed in, this is just business as usual. But it was so cool to see how much the win really meant to you afterwards, how much the emotion. So when you talk about the struggles that become the spiritual growth, I mean, is that 
is that talking about you know the the losses and the difficult times through this past couple of years while you were waiting to to get back in the win column? Absolutely. You know, I think um, you know there's a lot going on in the world right now, and uh, you know I'm not immune to any of these these issues going on outside. And, and you know it, it was it was hard on me and my family. I've lost family as well, um, and so it's 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 I know it's been a hard year for a lot of people hard year and a half for a lot of people for a lot of reasons and uh yeah i just wanted to kind of put that out there you know i know that <clears throat> it's you know i i me personally coming back from back to back to back losses and, and going through through this whole pandemic I, I wanted to kind of share that uh share a little positivity into the world you know and uh you know it's it's been hard it's been hard to get motivated to do it over and over again after losing a few times and kind of have to dig deep into yourself and ask you ask yourself you know do you really want to do this why do you want to do this and kind of dig deep you know and, and it kind of is a spiritual a growth that happens and um you know finally we're here on the other side we're on the other side of all that and uh i feel like we're, we're gonna hit a real good stride uh in this in this new phase of my career yeah. What, what answer did you come to when you had to seek that? Like, why do I do this? Is it, uh, I mean, I know you've been a competitor your whole life is, I mean, obviously it's a, it's a nice financial, uh, income as well. I mean, what, what were your reasons why? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just for my family. I do this for my family. I do this to build my future. Um, I do this to build my, not only that, but also a legacy, leave a legacy for myself. I don't want to, I never wanted to go out on three losses and just call it quits. You know, it's not the type of person that I am. And, um, you know, but those those thoughts run through your mind. It's like, oh, man, do I even do, you, do I even want to do this? Uh, or, 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 you know, it just runs through your mind. And, and to have those answers, uh, those questions answered, uh, what, you get those answers, those, sorry, you get those questions answered once you get your <laughs> hand raised. Yeah, it means like I, I do wonder about that mentality. Like I, I feel I feel terrible like talking to you guys beforehand. You know, when you've had a couple losses, like, hey, where's the mindset at? But I felt like For you sure. did a really good job of just kind of like blocking that out. Like, it just seemed like you were kind of like not allowing yourself to tap into that, you know, ahead of the fight. Is that was that kind of the mindset going in? Is like you 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 know, you got to kind of tune all that out and, and just think yeah, about what's here and that, now. That was kind of my point with that, uh, John. I know you said I, I, I kept a real good face of, of focus and whatnot. And that was kind of my point uh, was to kind of just stay focused and, and stay uh, in the moment. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times I'm, I'm, I'm not in the moment. I'm thinking about what, what's going to happen if I win, what's going to happen after this fight. Uh, where are we going to go celebrate, you know? And sometimes that's, <laughs> that's the case. And, um, I don't want that. I don't want to, I don't want that to happen anymore. You know, I want to stay focused on my opponent and, and worry about what I really have to worry about. You crazy. You know, you talk about entering this new phase of your career and obviously, you know, you're, you're through this testing stretch. You know, what's nuts. How the hell are you still 29 years old, man? Is that nuts? You're not even 30 yet. Like, like you're just now entering your athletic prime, I would think. So is, is it even amazing to you even that, what all you've done already and still be in your 20s well it's crazy to see just how the everybody's portraying me as the the, the veteran now the guy there with experience and how that that that's kind of changed you know the the tide has kind of changed uh as as me being the veteran which is kind of crazy to me but uh, it is what it is i still feel very young i still feel like i'm very i'm still 
beginning, still figuring it all out, making it all better each and every time. Uh, yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm excited for this new phase because I feel like for the first time we're putting everything together just perfectly. And in the fight, I, I, I figured that out really well. Yeah. Does 30 scare you at all? Does that sound like a big number to you? It does a little bit. I don't feel like I'm 30. <laughs> I feel like I'm still, you know, 25, 24. But uh, you know what? It is what it is. I'm going to celebrate big. Hopefully, I, I continue to, to do good this year and, and win and uh, celebrate by the, end, by the end of the year, by the fall. No, no doubt. It's crazy what you've been through. I, I got to read this list because it's insane. I was looking at this before the fight. I don't even think people realize this. Before the Ian Heinish fight, listen to your opponents. Jack Hermanson, Darren Till, Israel Adesanya, Hinaldo Souza, Michael Bisping, Chris Weidman, Vitor Belfort, Tim Kennedy, Johnny Hendricks, Neil Magny, Nate Marquardt, Tyron Woodley, Jake Ellenberger. That is the most insane stretch of fights I think I've ever heard. I know you praise Ali Abdelaziz for being one of the greatest managers. Do you ever tell him, Ali, what are you doing? Give me some easier fights, man. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, that's always been part of my, my thing. And I always wanted to move up the ladder, fight the best names, fight the, the higher-ranked names. And um, the UFC has always been good to me, man. They've always been really, really good to me, uh, have given me most of the time the fights that I wanted to be able to move up in my career. And, and um, I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful it's all working out. I'm grateful that uh, – you know they give me they give me they give me these opportunities and sometimes uh sometimes it works out in my favor sometimes it doesn't it's it's a hell of a run though i mean i'm just curious i mean you're still in the middle of your career so i don't know that you get to look back much but i mean do you even look at that list sometimes and say holy cow i have fought the who's who and and do you maybe feel like maybe people don't respect you i mean I don't know if everybody realizes that's the consecutive there have been no gimmies in there at all it's been nothing but killer after killer yeah, I know. It's crazy. I have six losses. I know three of them are by split decisions, so three of them could have gone the other way uh, to me. So I could be, I don't know, um, even 20-something and, and, and three or something. I don't, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of these fights were, were, were really close. Could have been the other way. Um, but I don't look back too much. You know, I like to I like to look ahead, look ahead. What's it, look, look ahead. Look ahead of what's next. Um, like Tom Brady says, what's your favorite ring? It's always the next one, you know? <laughs> Not a bad guy to emulate right there, man. He's, he's doing it well. You going to be, you going to be doing this into your mid forties like Tom Brady or is, or is that oh, a little I too crazy? <laughs> I might be a little <laughs> too crazy, but you never know. You know, if I'm around still at that age, it's because I love it. No doubt. So we know right now you can't, like you said, you can't get back in the gym full time. So what does Kelvin Gaslam do spare time, man? Are you, uh, I don't know, man. Are you, I, I don't even know what you do outside. You're kind of, I don't want to say you're private, but I don't, I don't know a whole lot about what you do. So, so yeah. knowing that you can't be training, what do you do? Yeah. I'm just spending time with my family at the moment, investing a lot of time with my family, with my sister, with my mom. They're here. They're here in California with me at the moment, which uh, hasn't been the case in the past. You know, most of the time they're away or I'm away and uh, it's been good having them here and, and just get, get to be able to enjoy them. And, um, yeah, man, I don't, I don't, I don't do much, you know, other than travel. I love traveling, going to new places, uh, and hanging out with friends. You know, I was, I was supposed to go and travel this coming weekend, but I got family obligations, you know, and, and that's really what it is. Just, uh, I'm a family man. Very cool, man. Well, I hope you're enjoying that time. Have you started 
mapping out the next uh, the next fight? I mean, are there are there names that make sense? Are there dates that make sense? Have you and Ali or you and the UFC started having those conversations? Because as we said, man, you you fight nothing but killers, nothing but the best of the best. Now you're back yeah. in the win column. So have you started mapping that out yet? What 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 makes sense for you? What, what are we looking at? Um, you know, Ali mentioned something about fighting in about five weeks. That's that's breaking news. No, um, it's not. It's not. Nothing's been put together. <laughs> It's not nothing's been put together. Um, he just mentioned to me that maybe if, if I want to keep active, then maybe five weeks would be an option. But I don't know if that's going to come to fruition uh, all the way. I don't know if that's going to happen. What do you think? I mean, does it appeal to you or do you say five weeks? No, leave me alone. I need some time with my oh, family. Yeah. I, I said, hell yeah, let's do it. You know, I want to stay active. I want to continue to fight. And, um, you know, just as long as the opponent is right. You know, I want to keep moving up the ranking, so uh, got to be a good opponent as well. Did he give you a name, or did he just give you a date? <laughs> no, he he just gave me a date. He oh, just gave okay. me a date. <laughs> and, no, no, no. Uh, he just gave me a date of possible, possible, possibly about four and a half weeks. I think that's March twenty seventh. Um, but other than that, I mean, I I really don't know if it's gonna happen. But that's what he mentioned. Very nice. Got to ask you as we take a look at the whole division. Um, are you excited about the opportunity of, of Israel Adesanya moving up and, and challenge for the light heavyweight title? Or are you are you kind of bummed because that keeps the light heavyweight title freeze or the middleweight title I should say on freeze a little bit? What what are your thoughts on that? Um, I have no issue with it because I'm not fighting next for the title. You know, maybe if I was fighting next for the title, I'd be like, hey, what's going to happen? Is this guy fighting or not? Is he going to stay? Is he is he going to come back down? Defend both belts. But that'll be answered, uh, I think, soon enough. Um, you know, I'm worried about me. I'm worried about what I'm going to do to be able to move up the rankings. I know that I don't deserve the shot right now. So um, I'm excited, actually, nonetheless, to see Izzy go up. I always enjoy uh, people trying and accomplish that, that feat. And uh, Izzy, I think, in my opinion, is going to be able to do it. I think he's going to make it look easy. Not that I, I have anything against John Blakovich. I think he's an amazing fighter. I think uh, he poses a lot of problems for a lot of people. I just think uh, it's not going to be out of sight. I think he's going to probably pick him apart, um, in my opinion. I just think he's too technical. Yeah, I think that's an exciting fight for exactly the reasons you said. Like, Blachowicz is obviously powerful. You know, he's a massive light right. heavyweight, but... Adesanya's striking is so good; it's it's, it's going to be exciting to see. So yeah. uh, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see how it accomplishes. And, and uh, turns out you're a closet Derek Lewis fan, huh? You finally revealed to the world is that is that, uh, is that one yeah. of your favorite fighters? I mean, uh, yeah, I mean he's always been a fan favorite of, of mine. I've always enjoyed watching him fight ever since his first fight. Uh, just never vocalized it, you know. But I've always enjoyed watching him him fight. I've been around him a, a few times, and he's always a cool guy. So, yeah, I, I'm a big Derek Lewis fan. Yeah, he's entertaining in the cage and out of the cage for sure. To anytime say he so, wins, anytime he wins is, is an entertaining night, you know, because you know he's, he's going for the knockout. No question. Fans like the knockout. So, all right, you, you said it, Kelvin. Next phase of the career, you got the win under your belt. You can put the dark days behind. What's what's the plan in this phase? I mean, do you have a goal for this year? Are you thinking short-term, long-term? Now that you're in this new phase, um, you know, what's what, what are the goals and the plans? Yeah, I want to fight three times at least this this year, and um, yeah, I want to fight three times this year. Hopefully, go three and zero, 
and keep moving up the rankings. That that's that's what's on my mind, you know. I dig it. And we got this possible March date. We don't know if it's going to come to fruition. Is there is there a deadline? Like, do you need a certain amount of time to get ready? Is there is there a deadline by when you would say Ali? We got we got to know or one way or the other. Well, I mean, if 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 they give me you know a a little short notice in about two or three weeks, then that that's going to be pretty hard to take. Uh, something around four to six weeks is going to be a lot more doable. Fair enough, man. Well, listen, I've taken enough of your time. I appreciate it, man. It was good to catch up with you. I'll, I'll, I'll leave you one last thing, man. I, I, I like the inspiration that you've had. Is there any inspirational messages that you want to send out there, just thoughts that you want people to have? Because as you said, uh, it has been a rough stretch for everybody, and uh, I'm sure they could yeah. use it. So what, what's the messages you want the uh, the Kelvin Gaslam fans to know out there? Yeah, I uh, just I just getting my mind right. Is, is really what happened, you know, it's just getting focused on what I need to do and taking the actual responsibility for for what I need to do. And that's really what it is. You know, if, if there's something that you need to do or you got to do, just focus your mind on what steps you need to take to be able to achieve that. That's that's really my message. <laughs> awesome, Kevin. Well, I appreciate it as always. Congrats on the win. And I got my fingers crossed, man. I'm hoping we see you uh, back here in Vegas on March 27th. We'll see, my man. I'm excited. Hopefully, it comes to uh, fruition and it happens. I want to stay active, so we'll see. All right, so that was Kelvin Gastelum. Uh, Listen, just a couple things that stood out to me first and and foremost was, man, that pre-fight week, you know, he was being so straight business you know there's no pressure here there's no nothing I'm just focused on the moment and then to see all the emotions that came out afterwards um, I think you could tell you know he was I don't want to say hiding things from us but really trying to just hold back a little bit and not let himself get too caught up into what was at stake or what he had gone through and that sort of thing but the emotion that came out afterwards and, and kind of what he was talking about there I thought it was that was pretty cool to see man and 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 you know to see the kind of psychological battle you kind of even have to have with yourself uh, when you're in spots like mm-hmm. that. I think that's always intriguing. And the fact that he may fight as early as March. I'm try- trying to figure out who it could be against. I, I don't know. I saw – was there a musical interlude coming in there? <laughs> Sorry. I hit it with my elbow. <laughs> we need to get some more musical interlude going. That's, I forgot. When we're, when, we're in, when we're in the virtual studios, we do have yes. musical interludes. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't set it up. <laughs> Nah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was gonna joke with Kelvin for the future. For the future, I was gonna joke with Kelvin, uh, but I didn't know if it would go over that well. We're we're kind of cool, but I don't know if we're that cool. That I believe uh, Marcin Tibura needs an opponent at heavyweight for that March twenty seventh card. I was gonna, oh. I was gonna <laughs> but I thought he might. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure how that would have went. I'm not sure how that would have went. I could see him cracking up a sometimes little bit. Sometimes you just gotta. Sometimes you just gotta go with it and just see what happens. <laughs> You could just and then hope that you can sometimes call them back. At, yeah, after that. Like, right. <laughs> and that was my last interview with Kelvin Gastelum. And that was my last interview with Kelvin Gastelum. <laughs> he has not yet taken my phone call. Oh man, too funny. So anyway, uh, appreciate Kelvin for the time. Uh, listen, I know we've got uh, separate things to do in the morning. We were supposed to be at weigh-ins together, but this Frank Mir thing popped up last minute. So you're going to go cover that, and I'll cover the weigh-ins. Um, I always. I do like this this virtual setup that we're having here, and I like the idea of streaming. I like the idea of video, but I do I do miss having a, a frosty beverage with you, man. That's only bad. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I'm having one, but it's not like 
right here. You know, that's well, the only downside. They certainly last longer here when I, when I don't have you taking half of them. <laughs> they, they, they go a little bit longer. But no, if, I mean, that's definitely something that would be fun. I mean, it you know, especially in the other room, um, I have a different uh, streaming cam in there that if we ever try to do it, which we could, I would want to maybe just gussy up this room a little bit and uh, to do it. But I think it would be fun because with this particular thing here, we could literally stream this right to to youtube and then open up the chat and that's one of the things i think we could probably do first um in the near future or the somewhat near future is to do one of the live chat that seemed to be one of the things that i think a lot of people sort of resonated was the uh ability to chat back and forth but in in terms of how this show works and and not uh, you know how the segments sort of need to happen. I think what I sort of envision is that we'll have a separate live chat that is just the live chat, not so much the show because uh, there will be a lot of downtime of what's what's Mark Fellows writing right here. <laughs> uh, what what's what's Ryan Vinoy saying right here? That's true. So uh, that would that would be my thing here. But I think we could definitely do the. Uh, we could definitely probably start doing some live chats with this, even this sort of setup that we're doing right now, just strictly to do the live chat, but without it being part of the actual show. Where we don't have to have buttoned up the- segments, because like you said, we don't we don't have we don't have a slick producer behind the scenes to tee up uh, comments for us and all that. We we are the producers. Right. We'd we'd have to kind of do it on the fly. So, but I think that could still be actually even a little bit better because that's the kind of thing where we could you know if if random question from whatever comes out we could actually humor it without being knowing that here in the show it's like wow we're getting way way off topic you know what what did we even start talking about so i'm down for it i mean if you guys really into the idea of doing live chats um i think we could probably schedule one of those um probably soon ish i like but just know that i think in my mind i think it's that's a separate thing that wouldn't be part of the podcast because the podcast just in terms of being able to keep it um, short and sweet in the segments, sort of stick to the point. Um, we already run off on enough random tan, you know, tangents that we should probably keep this, prick, you know, at least close enough. But literally, if it is something you guys are into, and if that's like, if that's one of the things that you're like, hey, I just want to, I guess in in my mind, if if there are two questions I would pose is one, would you just want to be a, a fly on the wall and watch the podcast happen? We could video we could stream the video of us doing this. If you want to chat and you want to just have a moment where we, we could talk about the event whatever. or talk about something and, and talk about whatever and have it be fully interactive that I, I see as being a separate things. What do you guys want? What makes most sense and what, uh, what would be a better benefit for you? You know, and we'll open that up to, to the, the, the complete listener pool, but ultimately, um, I think whoever's part of the Patreon family, whatever you guys decide, that's what we're going to do. Damn straight. That's family right there. We listen to everybody. We appreciate anybody that tunes in at all. But if you're supporting us, you family, you get to call the shots. <clears throat> that's what it's all about. You could be, I got room at the Thanksgiving table next year. <laughs> Come on year. in. And I'm not sure where that, and I'm not sure where the country swing came from right there, but. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you I'm drinking this double hop IPA? Oh, I'm only going. on my second one, but I've—is I've, this weed in here or something? I don't know. That, look at that picture. It's—it's a, it's a hop bud, but doesn't That's that weed. look like bud? It looks like weed, doesn't it? It's weed. Wow, it feels like weed. 
right. Legalize it, Nevada. Come on. Come on, Nevada. State Athletic Commission, I'd say. Nevada, we're already good. We can party like that. Nevada? Nevada. Which is the word, which is the one I think that people it's supposed get pissed to be off Nevada. Which I don't, I think sounds... Yeah, I always say Nevada, but I know, but dumb. I usually I said, always say Nevada. But once you said Nevada, I said Nevada. I was like, that doesn't sound, that doesn't it's, sound It's like, actually supposed right to be Right now, Nevada. we just lost, we just lost our three Nevada <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I think Nevada Guys, sounds cooler. Sorry. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it is USADA. It certainly isn't U, USADA. That's kind of weird. <laughs> Nevada? USADA? <laughs> All right, that's enough. You are you sad if you pop. Oh, that's enough weed beer, clearly. <laughs> All right, join us for UFC Fight Night 186. You want the and a half content, go on over to patreon.com slash the MA Roadshow. <laughs> hit us up with your feedback on what you think about the live chats, that sort of thing. You can hit us up on Twitter at MMA Junkie John, at Ken S. Hathaway. If you're really confused about that uh, chip dip recipe, I can post it. <laughs> if you can't figure it out, I'll put the now, two I, steps I in the recipe the format. In, do I put the hot sauce in first and then do I put the sauce? Do do I use a fork or a spoon to stir it? Yeah, as you Question. can see, we don't need so to be, many steps. We don't need to be sent on any more random <laughs> tangents. To everybody, thanks for listening through all of it.